Hello, this is Zaya Brookside and you're listening to City Wrestling Radio. What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio and this, well, this is Smack It, our weekly Smackdown Live recap and review show. I'm your host, Corey Smith, finally with a co-host in the Diamond Studio. Oh, goddamn time. Joining me back on the show, uh, you survived midterms. You know, we took last week off because of midterms. I didn't freak out and try to cancel the show. It was just midterms. That's what I'm yes. telling the audience. Midterms. Quote, unquote. I'm Michael Bergar. How was your midterms? Uh, my midterms was swell. My midterms was swell. Was swell and was fruitful. That's yes, good. that midterms. Did you not have a midterm? I was sick. I mean, no, I, that too. Oh. They're next week. Yeah, I mean, you were sick. Jose's sick. Jose is, uh, well, I mean, should we just talk about it? Jose has, uh, get well soon. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's he's sick. He's been out. Um, I mean, we could say, it. like, he's been out with pneumonia since, like, Thursday, right? And he'll, he seems, from what we've talked to him, we hey. well, we have talked to him. He's in good spirits. Fuck, TMZ just broke, man. Yeah. TMZ and just, so, uh, I just got we, the alert. They just... Yeah, get well soon, Jose. I mean, I hope he's cool with it. I I like, is he? I don't know. I don't know. It's out there. It's out there. And that's, uh, I feel like um, Sonny just talking about one of her good old friends back on a shoot interview. I was watching a lot of Sonny shoot interviews the other day. Uh, Why? Oh, because. uh, I mean, she probably knows a thing or two. I'm always kind of, I'm always kind of fascinated with like, like her, Sherry Martell and Ivory's shoots are always fascinating because, you know, they're women. Of that era, yeah, and to see how see how they like to see how they were treated and how they treated others in that locker room dynamic of that time, um, it's always fascinating. But uh, we're not here to talk about that unless you got something to say about it. Uh, no, I don't. You're just letting people know that you've been you've been watching Sunny shoots. Yeah, I yeah. was watching a lot of shoot interviews over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, I was watching a little bit of the Enzo one. Have you seen that? <sighs> no. Well, you haven't even watched it. You're not going to give it the time of day. I'm not going to give it the time of day. It's interesting. There's he. he I mean, seems, sure. He seems very um, energetic. If yeah, you catch then, my drift, that's kind of what he. But that that's him. That's hey yo, how you doing? Um, but yeah, no. Is he playing with his nose a lot. I he was wearing a fur coat at a certain Is he point. Playing with his teeth then, a lot. Yes, he looked like he was playing with his teeth a lot. Well, there you go. Yeah, that explains a lot. Uh, on that note, guys, don't do drugs. Don't do drugs, but check out City Wrestling Radio on SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio. Also, across a plethora of other fine podcast delivery applications, including iTunes, Google, Stitcher, CastBox, and many, many more. Uh, I think the best way to stay up to date with City Wrestling Radio is to follow us on social media at CWR4 and 5, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But guys, our new home, we're still packing up just because we stopped for midterms. We're still packing up. We're still going to YouTube. Uh, eventually, we know, just slowly gotta, but surely. We just got to find that uh, that uh, that tape gun because all our boxes are open and everything fell out. Now we have to reorganize everything. I tried to do the thing where you fold the top under the other tops, but yeah, it, no, that you can't do that on the bottom. You can't you do tried that. that. You you tried that with multiple t- times. I warned you, it's not going to happen. No, it doesn't. Uh, but guys, like I said, like I said, like, share, comment, and subscribe. Let's uh, before we get into our. Um, our SmackDown Live recap and review, guys. I think we have some news to get into. Um, some more kind of somewhat breaking news over the last couple hours. Um, JoJo has uh, has come out and said she is now pregnant with... She's bearing child. She is bearing child. Bearing child? She's bearing child. That's the, the newest... Uh, is Kurt Angle's last opponent? Oh, God. We haven't even talked... We've been out for like a week. We haven't even talked about any of that. Uh, but, you know, yeah, she's uh, she's pregnant. I think she hit uh, what she hit. She hit Twitter earlier today, and she says, um, "She says I'm so excited to announce baby. Uh, I think it's pronounced Nash K N A S H Nash Knash like Big Sexy. Uh, oh, you know what? I think it's really funny. It's K Nash Kevin Nash. Oh my god, <laughs> that's great. That's great, dude. That's great because apparently this is uh you know the father of the child allegedly Bray Wyatt." Um, Allegedly. They, well, they've been dating for a while. Nothing's been confirmed, you know. Yeah. Nobody said, hey, this is Bray's child. They're not married, you know, so I, <coughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming it is. Uh, but the baby, I guess, is going to be born uh, this June, and she said it's going to be the most beautiful, incredible experience of her life so far. And she said, I'm so happy I was able to use the time to enjoy 
uh, my private life, and I'm ready to share it with you all. I could I couldn't be happier. You think this was also why Bray Wyatt has been kind of off TV as well? Hey man, I had to go get a haircut. Shave shave half my head off. Yeah, it took him three months to get that haircut and to take care of JoJo. <laughs> Um, no, probably, you know. Then, you know, it, yeah, it does certainly explain his absence, his extended absence. Uh, I mean, congrats, what, what else needs congratulations to be said? Congratulations to JoJo. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, congratulations to JoJo. Um, and Bray Wyatt. God, isn't JoJo like, like, I remember when she first started the company, like she was like 18 or 19. And this was like almost six years ago. I remember, wasn't she like part of like the to- like the first cast of Total Divas? And I believe like- she was part of the first cast of Total Divas because I just saw that today. Yeah. Um, and Total Divas is like more than five years old at this point, which is fucking crazy to me now. Ooh. Jojo Offerman. Jojo Al- Alexi Offerman. She's 25 years old. So, yeah. She started when she was like 19. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're tough enough. I mean. Yeah, like apparently she was also like supposed to be a wrestler, but then that didn't work out. They just made her an announcer. That's usually how all their announcers kind of come to be, don't they? Yeah, you unless mean, you have you, like, or commentators or 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 you just become a brand officer for another company. Brace thirty one. Yeah. Um, yeah, like oh, well, like uh, like yeah, yeah. what? Like Triple H? No. What are you talking about? Uh, fucking Brandy Rhodes. Oh, remember she was like Eden Styles or something. And then like Eden Styles, yeah, like S T I L E S. So this was before signing AJ Styles too. Like she was an she was an announcer for NXT, okay. for a good long time. And I can't then, remember. Yeah, that's how much she has grown from that role. Like nice. Brandy Rhodes, I she is a very very underrated on. I don't want to say underrated because I think, but then she's very her segments on being the elite. Um, particularly the one where she and MJF like like just had it out on each other, like Brandy Rhodes. I have a feeling could be could be one of like the best talkers in AEW if they re- if they're really trying to push this whole brand officer. Like if they're really going to make her the Stephanie McMahon, I I honestly do believe she's better than Stephanie McMahon. Is Stephanie the of, chief brand officer? Yeah. Okay. So so there is that parallel. Okay. Nice. And um. That's, I don't know how we got there. Damn, oh, Stephanie, yeah, JoJo. Stephanie and Triple H versus uh, Cody and and crazy shit has happened, Corey. I mean, Super Show at the Cow Palace. Save the Cow Palace. Yes, you just found that out. God. What was going on there? They're tearing down the Cow. No, they're not tearing down the Cow Palace. Apparently, I mean, I don't have the full news because I mean it's actual news. So, I mean, it's breaking. It's actual news, and uh, so I guess control of the Cow Palace was moved over to a to a group of. Uh, People made of uh, people like council people from San Francisco, Daly City, and um, I believe Colma, and they're all gonna. They first off, they're banning all the gun shows, and they want to tear down the Cal Palace to build up. I mean, affordable housing is all good, but man, all my wrestling. I want, yeah, it's it just you know when something like that gets shut down, it's depressing because I have so many memories it's, there. It's very old. I um, say that it's, I was. T- it looks like a high school. Yes, it looks like okay. You ever see those videos of like basketball in the 1950s? Yeah. Like we got an incredible game here: the the New York white people versus the Brooklyn white people because it was segregated in the 50s. It of course, horrible. Um, but um, you know, it history just, podcast dedicated. To it looks like that, like those old those yeah. old gymnasiums. It's be, and also the color scheme of like what like orange and gray. Oh but man! Because because the seats are orange, but then like the floor is gray concrete, and it's just not. It's just a class. And I know lighting. And the would, same like, curtains have been uh, hanging up there probably for thirty years. Yeah, but then like once remember that when that New Japan show we went yeah. to, like you turned off, you turned down the lights, and then you just add in your other stuff. Like it oh, actually, so cool. it, it looks great. And no way out. Yeah, like, no way out. Like, Two thousand six, right? Yeah, there yeah. are elements. No, two thousand and four. Four. Yeah. There are elements where it's like I can't even recognize the. Cow Palace, unless like you like until you notice the seats, like oh yeah, no, that's a cow. Until palace. you see that back section where the light's shining right through, yeah. and you're like, oh, there's the merch stand. Out um, there. you know, it's it's not it's what can I say? Long live the Cow Palace. Long live the Cow Palace, indeed. Maybe long, I'll, long live the Georgia Dome. Maybe I'll actually get to get my my history show together now and his, you talk know, about the cow the palace. great rivalry between the New York white people and the Brooklyn white, white people. people. I mean, they both teams probably sucked. It was probably a score of like twenty five to, to twelve, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, let's get on with some more news. Uh, to say that white people aren't good at basketball. No, I am. You're the best. No, I know. I'm saying I'm saying that oh, white people okay. aren't really that great at basketball. I mean, they're not. I don't want to talk about. You ever this. watch White Man Can't Jump? No, they no they can't jump. Yeah, I mean, you could. Woody Harrelson can shoot though. That was his. That was his thing. Oh, maybe I should have watched the movie then. Yeah. See, I'm basing this off a movie I haven't even seen. It's a good movie. All right, let's move on. Flip Gordon. Is not going to be in the G1 Supercard, unfortunately. What the hell did he do now? He re-injured his knee, uh, pulled from the show. Um, so he was. So it was announced yesterday that Gordon re-injured his right knee and won't be appearing at the G1 Supercard on March third, March thirty first. No, wait, what? That's confusing. I don't know why they said the Supercard. The Supercard's not on the thirty first. I'm looking it's it a up week right after. Now. It's on the sixth. Uh, it's a week after on the sixth. Gordon April sixth. Yeah. Gordon tweeted yesterday that his knee was completely locked up the morning of the wrestling show at OTT Wrestling in Belfast, Northern Ireland. He was able to fly home uh, for his doctor's appointment that morning. Um, Ring of Honor then wrote, um, There's concern that Gordon has suffered a bucket handle meniscus tear, which would require surgery to keep him out of action for four to six months. Uh, that's too bad. I think, I think that... Uh I think this just boils down to Flip Gordon coming back too early. You know, I think he from the first injury. Yeah, from the first injury. Yeah, he, he probably should have just waited it out until this G one Supercard. But then even then, it's that's a very tight window. Uh, I like yeah he he. What more can I say? Get well soon. Yeah, get well soon, Flip Gordon. And also, um, hopefully, he doesn't have to be out for a while. Hopefully, this isn't a longer. He's probably going to be out for like four to five months, dude. Honestly. Well, hopefully he re-injuring that. That's you know, a very, ta- I hope he takes his time because hopefully, because a lot of people are going through devastating injuries lately. Mm-hmm. They're putting them through, you know, possible retirement. Yeah. You know, Tommaso Ciampa. I mean, we don't know. You know, they said he's going to be out for a year, but even after that, it's still, it's still, it's, it's great. There's still a lot of questions regarding that. This G1 Supercard Rumble. It's really not Rumble. Um, G1 Supercard. There's the a, Madison Square there's Garden. A, there's a Ring of Honor Rumble in that. It's called the Honor Rumble. Yeah. Um, this is oh, I can't shaping believe. up to be a really strong card. Um, yeah. And so I, the, the Honor Rumble is probably going to be, I think Jushin Thunder Liger will probably win that because he has to. Because like a lot of these people, a lot of these New Japan talents, um, less so with uh, Okada for some reason, like the one of their main goals and dreams was Madison Square Garden. Like to headline a show on Madison Square Garden because that is considered like a mega and professional wrestling. Did you um did you catch Monday Night Raw at all? Elias. Elias, he was talking shit about Madison Square Garden. Yeah, like yeah. I sell this out by myself. All these, not some other company. And all Still this trash. Uh, no, definitely. And there's also going to be um a bully race issuing an open challenge, which was probably going to be uh, Flip Gordon. Maybe. Yeah, uh, uh, but I'm thinking now they can put out someone like Minoru Suzuki or Ishii. Yeah, no, that would be that, really. That cool. makes that that makes total sense. Uh, Taiji Ishimori versus Dragon Lee versus Bandito, a three way match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Hiroshi that's Tana. that's probably gonna be that that's probably gonna be a really good match. There's also that's, some rumor that um, there might be something special happening that night. Maybe someone making their return. Like like who? Um, I have no idea who you're talking about. By the way, who was that? I can't play along with This is why. This is why I'm not wrestling proficient. Um, the guy who hurt himself at the the G1. Oh, show, um, um, Hiromu uh, Takahashi. Hiromu Takahashi. They're saying he might actually show up and be in a match. They're saying he might be Bully Ray's opponent. I mean, that's the rumor I've heard. I, yeah. You know, I, I heard that on Wrestling Observer they were talking about it. But. You got ZSJ versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. You for got the British Heavyweight Championship? Yep. Too? Yeah, that's going to be fun. Uh, Tetsuya Naito versus Kota Bushi, IWGP Intercontinental Championship. A uh, couple of jobbers fighting for the ROH World Championship. <laughs> Come on. No. Come on, Marty Skrull. Matt Taven. Yeah, that's a little random. Matt Taven sucks, dude. But I'm um, guessing, no. I'm guessing okay. um, Marty Skrull's walking out of that champ. <laughs> Uh, and and then what? That dude's like probably going to be gone in a couple of months. No, they're. I mean, they want to be pushing. Uh, well, his contract guess runs out in September. They were saying Meltzer was saying. So they'll just like have him be championship or champion. But for they're really pushing then... villain enterprises. You know, putting all the belts on them, pretty much the six man titles, the yeah. tag titles. Yeah. So 
Uh, and then Jay White versus the New Japan Cup winner, Kazuchika Okada. That should go, preferably, that should go on last. It probably will go on last. Oh, yeah, it's going to go on last. And, uh, you know, this whole, I think Okada's going to win that title at MSG. And this whole Jay White experiment, while it wasn't a home run, I wouldn't consider it a strike. You don't like Jay White? Not. He hasn't been lighting the world on fire, in my opinion. He's good, but he's like... It was very, it was very transparent to me that he was pretty much their band aid, Kenny, their band aid to the Kenny Omega loss. Yeah, they wanted that. All of it just seems sort of, all of it just seems sort of last minute and forced in, and which is very much out of character with New Japan because they would book months in advance. Yeah. And granted, yeah, they have been building up Jay White with his victory over Okada in the the Dome show, um, but yeah, not much and and. I remember thinking Jay White was easily the best heel out of that entire Cow Palace show. Like some, might, is, some might even argue his match against Juice Robinson was the best match in that card. I saw him at All Pro Wrestling a couple of years ago at a small gymnasium in Pacifica. Man, in a fatal four way, I think it was like him. Hey Corey, what are you doing? He dude. Well, it was that day. It was that I showed up dressed like John Cena, and he was just he was super. He was like, "Oh, you guys are awesome!" Like he gave us props for it. Yeah, I was like, "All right, thank you, Jay White, Mister." Mr. White. Mr. Mr. White. Thank you, sir. Was this during his time where he had white trunks and white boots and he was just like... I think so. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. looks... I wear white. Man, something about something about him just like with the white trunks and the white boots just... He he looks like an you angel. You can believe. No, he, he, kinda, he just kind of looks... There's something pure and like angelic about him. It's because like it's a clean shaven baby face. And then, yeah. like with the hair and with the wet hair, and then just like just everything else, he's just very pale. Now also. he's just licking knives all over the place, being yeah. a weirdo. But yeah, but he's IWGB champion. His so IW, like I guess. I mean, I I like him. It was it was it was just kind of weird that he was their champion. I think he became champion if, off of Hiroshi Tanahashi of all people. If you put him in any other position, any other time in New Japan history, him as the champion, I think it would he could have stood out, but he's really. Like you said, took the belt off of Hiroshi, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi um, at a time when Kenny Omega just dropped the title and Okada held the title for how long? I'll say that so, so many years. So, so many great reigns. But then I'll say this the treatment that Jay White has been, like, more or less been given was the same treatment Okada got when he, when he was given, when the rocket was strapped to him during his, um, you know, like when he took the title off Tanahashi. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is right down to that same comparison where they wanted to give this guy a chance. Let's see what he's made out of. And, you know, Okada's Okada. We, you know, the rest is history with that guy. But with Jay White, the jury is still kind of out there if he could still be in that certain level. Right. And if they keep, and if Jay White wins this title, like they're, they're really going to go with him. But my gut feeling is this is more or less like you see that expansion going on. Where they didn't sell great, like on the what is the North Carolina shows, right? Yeah, yeah. or the Ring of Honor. Are you talking about Ring of Honor or New Japan? New Japan. Okay. I mean, granted, there were also some other circumstances, considering the fact that they couldn't get their Japanese talent in there, right? Yeah, or any other foreign talent. But even then, it's just they have they have been their sale their ticket advances have been north of disappointing, and you might. Some might attribute that, or I might personally attribute that to the fact that, you know, Jay White isn't exactly the guy to hit your wagon on. And all, I mean, you also have like a bunch of people that were big draws for the company um, that left and went to all elite wrestling. So it's, it's, it's hard to put that just on Jay White. Cause I think the company's still really fun. Like all the shows still have a lot of great talent. Yeah, exactly. And that roster and to have Okada, like they still I think if have... you, I think if you take, let's just be fantasy booker for one second. You have Okada be your champion. He's gonna keep it all the way to the dome where they have to pull the trigger on Tetsuya Naito. I think I think Abushi is gonna win the title off Naito, and then Naito is going to go go on this G one campaign where he Naito wins it, go and, and yeah, and it's gonna be Naito versus Okada for the dome. It needs to be, and it, it, and then he has to win that because if he doesn't, or if he's, I more or less think that at the end of the day Naito is getting that getting that title because he is still somehow the most popular person of the right. most popular performer in the entire company. Really I nice guy too. That. Yeah. Super nice guy. When I met him he 
he like made sure to shake my hand. So very like some, I, some I started might, walking away, and he like tapped me on. Just like no. Some might say he's tranquilo. He he's pretty tranquilo. Nose is whistling for some reason. You know, it's 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 a big Naito fan. Naito. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's great. I hope he wins the title. Um, New Japan's still awesome to watch. I I don't know. Yeah, not I. I know he. Yeah, I'm looking really... forward to the G1 card. I need the G1 to, I, super card. I still need to catch up on New Japan Cup. I hear that Okada Ishii match was amazing. Yes, I and heard. the finals also. Heard that. Sonata oh, Sonata and, and Okada. Yeah, Sonata Okada. They um, rhyme. They do. Yeah. Anything else in the news? Um, I know we kind of went off that. I mean, what other place? When can? When else can we talk about this G One Supercard? I guess the B Show, but yeah, we kind of just uh, went let's there. see. Flip Gordon injured. Uh, Kane Velasquez is going to be a Triple Mania. Uh, yep, and they apparently they shot angles with him against Pentagon El Sierra Miedo, aka Pentagon Junior. Two thousand nineteen is wild, Pentagon man. Pentagon L O M. AKA Penta. I don't know. I think it's a good place for Cain Velasquez because he is not exactly what you say, the most charismatic type of person, but yet he kind of has this natural aura to him within the Mexican market of triple a. Yeah. Um, he but, came into my work one time. Yeah. He, I didn't meet him, but um, cause I didn't, I was like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. He's a UFC guy. Like, and you didn't know that I, this dude was the former heavyweight champion. No. The guy who beat Brock Lesnar. No, but, um, but my, my coworker is a big MMA fan. I was like, uh, can I get a picture of Cain Velasquez? Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Cain Velasquez. Uh, and then Cain Velasquez was like, you're very welcome. He's like, yes, can you ring me up for my beer now? But, um, you know, he, he definitely has flirted with the idea of pro wrestling. And, you know, with your Brock Lesnar. Only Brock Lesnar started as a wrestler and then MMA and then wrestler. But then, Ronda, well, like, with your Ronda Rousey's. It was something he he trained at the PC uh, something he's definitely Velasque- Va- Velasquez. Yeah, Velasquez. You're saying it like Stone Cold Steve Austin says it. What Velasquez? Kane Velasquez when he is the baddest man on the planet. That's a really bad Steve Austin impersonation. Um, but Steve Austin just he's smoking all that L.A. weed now. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Anyways, Kane Velasquez, Triple Mania, in a fatal four way, I believe, with uh, Penta. Um, who else was in the match? I don't know. I can't read right. Triple Mania takes place August third. Ooh. I'm just thinking about me and Gabriel think about going to Mexico. He wants to go to Mexico because, you know, his family lives there and he wants to bring his son in. Hey, that'd be fun. Uh, and the last piece of news, did we talk about, I saved it just for you, Michael. The Bellas are officially retired from WWE. What's the point of watching wrestling anymore? I, that's what I'm thinking. Like we um, should just shut it down. So on Monday, um, it was on total, I think it was Monday night on Total Bellas. That Brie, or not Brie, I'm sorry, Nikki Bella said, um, like, the last tour just was, like, too much for my body. I'm getting too old for this. Um, and now Brie said, thank you. You can now hang your jersey up next to mine because she retired er, a couple of weeks ago on the same show, um, attributing, you know, social media uh, backlash after hurting Liv Morgan, which I think is kind of funny, but whatever. You know, um, you know they, it's... You know the the wrestling world comes like it's it's a machine it's a machine that doesn't stop uh, but the the way that they have held on to that negativity towards the, that they faced about that Liv Morgan thing I think wrestling fans just don't know the gravity of their own words right well they take mostly. it too seriously you mean the wrestlers or Bella no the fans yeah the fan well that that too but it it's always it's always the whenever you're like faced in that sort of situation, like you could probably get like a million positive comments, but then like it, all it takes is just one negative comment to really exacerbate, you know, one really mean, like, yeah, yeah negative comment. And yeah. so I think, I mean, like, what did Nikki say in terms of like she said it was because her body was just breaking down because of it, or just like she just she couldn't. Uh, take she it said or? the travel was really really rough. Um, then she went on to say total bell. Um, uh, she went on to say, so I realized I was like, why am I doing this? I don't feel good. Yeah. And it's it's yeah. been kind of a long time coming. Well, they got, they have Bella the, hasn't been really doing anything lately. They have their I mean, other companies, just, the Birdie B line. Yeah. It's just that I think now when you think about it, like really the only wrestling connect, connection there would be would be their husbands or ex-boyfriends and Johnny Ace. 
Yeah. And so I think if you could just continue that association, do you think how much how much do you think WWE is willing to stay with the Bella Twins or like keep this Oh, they're gonna keep the show going. Then yeah. the total Bellas. Yeah. Um, in one form or another. And aren't then wasn't there talk of them like doing a podcast? Oh, they better not. Yeah. They're like, hey guys, this is our Monday Night Raw review. <laughs> they use no! the same exact sound. Track. They're like, we go to bensound.com. What? Well, okay, what would be a what would be a name for the Bella Twins podcast? You can you can't look, but you can listen. You can you can listen, but you can't touch. Done, 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 donezo. Okay, hey. let's make the uh, the Juan Ortiz make the make the logo. Thank you, thank you, Juan. Um, oh, oh my God! Hold on, some breaking news, Michael. Hold on. So, uh, so a tag team is is set to come out of retirement to challenge for the tag team women's champion tag women's tag team championships. Tag, ta- tag team. Hey, this cha- is so exciting. Tag team. Yeah, this is tag, so exciting. Champion. I'm sorry. Oh my God. It, it, so on the Bella's podcast, Bree has confirmed that they are willing to come out of retirement <laughs> to go after the women's tag team championships. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Wait, is this? Are, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Uh, so she said on the, uh, I guess their podcast is called the Bella's Podcast. Very, very, <laughs> it's way better. Very name. bold. Name. Way better name than mine. Uh, she says Nikki and I uh, did everything to tell everyone that we're stepping away from the ring, which is true. We are. But we also said that before WWE, the women's tag team uh, titles came into place. We've been worked, Corey. This is a thing, and this is a thing the women have been begging for years. Literally within like two days. Sure. A flip flop. Okay. Well, so expect them at Mania. Bella and that Bella and Conor McGregor alike. I'm yeah. I'm definitely saying. Oh God, Conor McGregor. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't even watch UFC, but I heard about all this stuff about him. Yeah, you won't have to get into it. Uh yeah. I mean, he's probably okay, look. He's not going to retire. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm talking about the other stuff about Yeah, this the, the bad sex stuff, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, Kenny the Omega allegation. documentary is airing right now. I I really want to I exactly I could probably find that online somewhere. It's go, it like within the within the next hour. Maybe by the time I get home is it'll Good. be just out there on YouTube. I really want to watch it cuz I listened to an interview that Meltzer did with the director. Um about it and it was re- a really good interview and how um he wasn't even a wrestling fan but going into it he became a big wrestling fan not even like in terms of like i hear <laughs> i hear one of the first lines that were uttered in that documentary is that like dave Meltzer just straight up says it's just better it's more clean it's more realistic it's more athletic in regards uh, to japanese wrestling yeah yeah it's uh, great yeah it's great I all think right it was one of the best matches here Man, how long is it? Like 30 minutes dedicated to not SmackDown? You know, we've been off the air for a while, Michael. We've we got some catching up. we got some catching up. Too. Let's get into uh, SmackDown Live, our full review from last night. Uh, kicked off from the uh, Mohegan Sun Center at Kate in the Casey Plaza at Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, right? I don't or think no, they... Connecticut. No, this is not them at all. This is, no, this is... Uh, that's I forgot to change the name of the place. They were in Connecticut somewhere. Yeah, there's a very weird thing about, and I think we talked about this, is where they just don't mention the town, the name of the town that they're in. They'll say it at the beginning just, I think, to satisfy the town. Or, But then they'll, like, there's always these certain cities, like, oh, you're the Bo- Boston or, like, San Jose or yeah. New York. Not even but with San Jose, they always show pictures of, like, the Bay Bridge. Yeah, the like, they're just, Bridge. like, these characteristics of these cities. Like, hey, we're here. But then something like whatever in Connecticut. Yeah, and Apple iPhone. They'll, um, yeah. they'll just... They'll just mention the arena, and that's it. And they'll be like, "Nobody wants to watch a show that took place in." I always blah blah. I always thought it was funny when they'd be like, "Oh, we're at the University of so and so," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." Like, I mean, you can give the the city a <coughs> shout out, but you know, whatever. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, we kicked off with a new day coming out to the ring. Um, well, what do you think of the show overall? Uh, it was kind of given the two hours. It given the given that it was two hours. There were certain segments that I thought was very disappointing. Yes, some were. The gauntlet no, match was some, cool. No, no, like some. Okay, some. Okay, there were some matches that there were some segments that I've considered disappointing. Some that I, I'm of two minds about, and I really liked the gauntlet match, but it should have happened last week with the Kofi Kingston thing happening this week. Oh yeah, I no. would have. I would have switched swapped that. Definitely. Yeah. Or it, yeah, it just felt like they had to. They had to fill the show somehow. They didn't really have any plans for anything. She's like, fuck it. Let's do another gauntlet match. At least in my opinion. 
It was a good match. I mean, the New Day's incre- incredible tag team. Um, I didn't think it was that incredible, but then I think no, I'm saying they're they're just an incredible tag team. It was a good match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, kicked off with the New Day coming out to the ring. Will they quit or will they stay? Uh, they come out to the ring. They start, you know, kind of cutting a retirement speech. Uh, Xavier Woods goes on to say, it's been one hell of an experience, but we want to thank every one of you. Big E goes on and starts, you know, says, we were thinking about walking out. And Xavier starts pointing out the mistreatment of Kofi Kingston over the last 11 years. And they mentioned that they New Day has been a tag team for almost five years, which made me very tired. Wow, they've been. I mean, because that's that's awesome. I made me question about my own mortality because I rem- I remember like having extensive discussions about the very conception of this tag team. Like, are they really going to go with this? Because remember how New Day got started? Oh yeah, when they first kind of got together, they all then, just they were all just Malcolm X for a little. They were like the, the gospel, you know, yeah. the Baptist Church yeah. um, gimmick. Which they took and made it their Not own. Not even gospel ba- Baptist well, church. It was just like... You remember that, that first video militant. they did of... Well, they did that video of them in front of the gospel singing and, you know... I think that was when they took that turn because, remember, like, they started forming before those vignettes were filmed. And it was right. legitimately just, like, Xavier Woods in these Malcolm X glasses in a suit oh, talking yeah, to right. Kofi Kingston who lost a match and then talking to Big, Big E who e. lost a match and then talking to R-Truth who lost a match and, like... There's a weird, like not weird, but then there's definite. There's a definite pattern to this thing, and they're really gonna go for this. And I just think like, oh, WWE, I don't think is sophisticated enough to tell the storyline. And thankfully, <laughs> like though all the, the new all, day took kind of control over it. Yeah, and everybody involved, like in those three guys, like they they went up to Vince and said, hey, listen, just give us the car, keys to the car. If we crash, then you know we crash, and you can like punish us however we want but just let us have our this chance mm-hmm. and you know the rest is history yeah uh xavier then says uh they can't make any decisions till late to get some answers answers only from vince mcmahon and they said they're not going to leave the ring until vince mcmahon comes down to the ring and he politely asks him to come down he was very polite he said mr mcmahon can you please Please come down. Thank and you. And then came, he went. <laughs> There's a he real... was so happy. <laughs> it's weird because there, uh, he um, he went on to say, "What is up with this quitting crap? You're <laughs> only using this as a cycle, like as a like as you a psychological play." Yeah. And I just kept on thinking, like, you know, is this is this double speak for the revival? This, yeah. Yes. More for more or less the revival or any other talent who has who have been. more or less threatening their release threatening with uh you know requesting their releases and just that sort of thing yeah um i did you hear about the revival at the house show yeah they taking the picture with the guy with the aew shirt and and then somebody i guess he said something someone said something like or one of the members of the revival said to the fan like take off that shirt no we'll like I'll, i'll see you in june or something like that or i'll see you Sometimes, yeah, when our contracts expire, or exactly. whatever we get to, exactly. So I don't think they're going to resign with WWE. But then they also said that they were they were saying they were like doing what they were doing just to trick the internet. Maybe they're working the internet still. Maybe they're working. People uh, I still. think they're trying to. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? We'll yeah. see. It. We'll see it when we see it, man. We'll see. Uh, so Mr. McMahon comes out to the ring, but as soon as he starts talking, Daniel Bryan wah, comes. Wah, 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 wah. He makes that little what? What do you want? You see that thing I retweeted? What? Brian the Guppy. He um he captured that moment of Vance McMahon doing the wah, 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 and oh, it's just on a loop. I love it. It's one second long. It's great. Um. So Daniel Bryan comes out and he says, "Let the new day quit." Kofi is nothing but a B plus player. Um, Only hammering that down to a point. It's it's the, the right there right up there with the eleven years thing where they just keep on repeating these. More you you know you notice in WWE where there's these they have this certain certain type of writing where they create buzzwords mm-hmm. within their storyline. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like you know, we got Kofi with the eleven years. You got Daniel Bryan with a B, B plus, plus player. player. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm sure there's a million examples. It's just not coming up to me. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Xavier then points out all of uh all of Kofi's accomplishments and everything that he had to do to fight. Oh, sorry. Kofi points out that Daniel is everything he used to fight against because, you know, as Daniel Bryan used to be called the B-plus player himself, uh, Vince tells both the men to shut up um, and then says, uh, you were never going to quit. Kofi, you are a B-plus player. 
The question is, is are you two a B-plus tag team? Referring to Big E and Xavier Woods. Um, and then it makes a gauntlet match for later in the night, saying if they win, then Kofi is in the main event, or sorry, not the main event of Mania, in a title match at Mania for the WWE Championship. I think I'm at my limit with gauntlet matches. As much as I like this, I'm at my limit. Every week, this. man. It's been like every fucking week. Yeah. I think it's like a Mortal Kombat tower. They just want it. That's how people get Choose over. Choose your destiny. Right? That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then Vince tells Xavier and Biggie that, like I said, the gauntlet match for later in the night. If Kofi wins, he's going to Mania. Uh, no, then they, we, if they win, Kofi's going to Mania. Yeah, you're right. Uh, then we get cut backstage with some blonde lady with Becky Lynch. Who is Sarah she? Sarah Schreiber. Come on now, do your research. Her name is Sarah Schreiber. I don't know who these people are until they say they, their names on TV. They, she was on NXT for a second. They would acknowledge her. Really? Yeah. Okay. I I honestly thought I like I said I thought she was going to be Renee's replacement if she, like come hell or high water for would leave because i i keep on hearing talks about her them like actually like having her step away from commentary dean's not leaving and i mean sure whatever well again we'll see it when we see it so like i said some blonde lady with becky lynch uh no sarah schreiber 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 sarah schreiber uh becky lynch questions what what does charlotte bring to this title match at at mania you know she says she brings the people ronnie brings the championship but what does Charlotte really bring? Charlotte has been um, – she she's done nothing to bring nothing to the table for – She's done nothing. She's done nothing and brought nothing to the table. Um, but then there was this weird part where Charlotte's music hits. This this promo was all backstage. She no, Becky's interrupted – by something that's outside of her own interview, like it's just it's 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 Charlotte Flair entering to the ring. Yet for some reason, Becky Lynch is still they're still annoyed. She's still annoyed by this. Yeah, like, which I thought was like super weird. Like she could it still keep going. Weird. Like, but then how does she magically? Was she just that close to the arena? Maybe the music where she was can too hear loud. The music? Yeah, I mean the music is really loud at the shows. Yeah. Um. Uh. So Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair comes out. And she's gonna. Sh- she said she's gonna show you everyone. What I can bring to the table. I- I'm showing you how deserving I am. And then for some reason, Oscar comes down, and then everyone freaks out because apparently this is a two smack- hours before the show started. Um, there was reports from Sean Ross at Fightful.com saying there's going to be a major title change, going and like major title storyline elements that are gonna be added into the show. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. as soon as that got caught win, you see Charlotte Flair, and then you see Oscar, which. And then you see it's for the title. Everybody knows what's going to happen. And uh, so we have Charlotte Flair versus Oscar for, for the SmackDown the Live Women's Championship. And I love how Tom Phillips was reacting. What? To this. What is going on? What? 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 Yeah, no, it was pretty funny. Alan Phillips. So the two tie up to begin the match. Not that really great of a match. What? No, I thought this match was it excellent. It was good. Oh, I mean, I didn't think it was excellent. I thought it was good. But compared to their last These women match. Charlotte and Asuka, I think it's this is one of the main arguments for house shows is that it's how talent it made would, me miss like, build chemistry, but would build chemistry towards each other and really just feel each other out and how to actually create like craft an actual good match come yeah. television time. And so when you're given Oscar versus Charlotte, like these ladies, it, it was just, it just they they just have a natural chemistry towards each other. And I thought and I thought this match was excellent. It was Honestly. good. It was a good match. I really liked. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, it was just it was a little slow pace, slow pace to start it's the match. Build up, Corey. Uh, Be patient. Yeah, yeah. Add riddled man. I know. I'm one of the. I'm like. I'm more of a Monday Night Raw guy. Where I'm like, yeah. I need a seven minute false count anywhere. Last man standing match where there's already you know near falls to begin the match. But, uh, what happened in this match, Corey? No, the two tie up. Code breaker to Charlotte. Hip attack to a German suplex to Charlotte Flair. Charlotte then misses. Um, uh, oh, sorry. Oscar misses with another hip attack. Big boot to Oscar. Oscar reversed the moonsault into an Oscar lock to Charlotte, but Charlotte reverses. Um, Oscar yells at Charlotte. She says it's mine, and then goes for a massive kick to the head of Charlotte. Spanish fly off the top rope to Oscar by Charlotte Flair. That was crazy. Has Charlotte done a Spanish fly before? Not to my not uh, not to my. Memory. I wonder if she's training more because you know allegedly she's dating you know and all but confirmed. <laughs> well, you know. You know, she's, she, yeah. she, you know, I don't, I'm not dating Andrade. There. Yeah. She's dating Andrade. So I wonder if she's training more with Andrade. A lucha and style. The lucha style. Exactly. Which kind of suits her. Honestly. Like. Absolutely. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was awesome. That yeah. Spanish fly looked really good. 
Um, let's see, where was I? Oscar then locks in the triangle, but Charlotte powers into a power, a sit down power bomb. Figure eight locked into Oscar and the submission and the win and your new SmackDown Live Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. So I'm of two minds about this. Honestly, it's very disappointing to see this treatment of Oscar. Of course, obviously, They're bearing Oscar. But you would would no, you? But it also adds to the triple threat match to have these two champions and then be- and then your baby face of Becky Lynch. I definitely get the mentality of them wanting to elevate the title, elevate the women's title for the sake of their, you know, biggest match of the entire year, which is the triple threat match between Rousey, Lynch and um, and Flair. So it's and it also is kind of decreases the match count. For the sake of WrestleMania. Definitely. They don't have to do a SmackDown Live women's show. You don't have to do a SmackDown Live. This show does not need another match. (laughs) It's too bad that it's Asuka. And it's too bad they couldn't find any credible opponents um, against Asuka. But wait a minute. Actually, no. Dude, I'm looking at your shirt right now, Beth Phoenix. And considering what she's doing right now... How awesome would it have been to have a Beth Phoenix match versus Asuka? It would have been cool. Um, but, but, it, but it would have been another match. Did we seem to forget that there were four women set to go in a number one contendership it's, match it, it, to this, face Asuka this was at Mania? A, this was a very last-minute decision. So you had, was it Naomi, Carmella, um, Sonya Deville, and Mandy Rose all competing against one another? To me, for uh, the SmackDown Live, uh, or at least number one contendership for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship, Oscar is a lot. Reminds me a lot of Finn Balor, where they they clearly like the person, but they're not willing to go all the way with them. They'll pretend they're they're at this certain level where yeah they're they're over and yes they're very very talented, but we don't want it to go. We don't want to like go all the way with them because we would rather push other people. In spite of that, you know, but then they're not necessarily getting like they're not like Cesaro or anything where it's like it's very clear that like, I think this, this person they don't want this person, or this Becky, Ziggler, which hey man, remember Ziggler? Yeah. But yeah, Ziggler might it, be coming to town San Francisco soon, by the way. No, I'm really excited. Um, yeah, hey man, well, it's yeah, it out. but uh, it's it, but it is a damn shame that this is they couldn't find anything for Asuka and then this is what they continue to do to her. And well, they're going to have Charlotte versus probably Charlotte versus Oscar after Mania. My gut feeling is that they and also Oscar tapped out Becky Lynch, who is their biggest star, right? One of their biggest stars right now. Right, and that sort of completely nulls that finish, too. I would have rather added Oscar to the match, made it a fatal four way. I mean, say, hey, l- listen, this could all be this might actually like if you're looking at the long term thing, say Becky Lynch wins. Right. You got yourself a future program with Asuka because out of everybody, Asuka was the one that beat Becky Lynch. Mm -hmm. But then we're also putting ourselves into this pattern where we, like, this misstep towards Asuka. Oh, listen, let's just wait it out, see what happens afterwards. We said the same thing when she lost at WrestleMania. And I think I'm just tempering my expectations of of any long-term booking for anybody. Because I don't think they long-term book anybody ever at this day no. and age. So Not for us to have any faith that Oscar is going to get like, you know, a good program out of this in the future. I think you're, we are giving WWE too much credit in regards to that, but yeah. I want it to happen. And that totally makes sense. But this is so, WWE. So how does, what, what, how do you think this is going to set up the main event for mania? Is this going to be, they said for, it's for the raw main event. I mean, it's for it's, they said it's for the raw title. Yeah, it's kind of that's and it's that's why like what the, if it's for the raw title if there's like then why even bother putting it on Charlotte in the first place other than you know putting this unnecessary credibility towards the SmackDown Women's title unless they're unifying titles I guess the, yes unless they're unifying the titles I think that the only reason why they added the title to they gave the title to Charlotte was because they wanted symmetry in the design yeah. like it, it, that honestly that could be. As far that could be the actual reasoning, like Vince McMahon could wake up someday, like wait a minute, if there's only one belt, there's three women. Let's put another belt in there, red, blue. Yeah, what's up with that cruiserweight belt? Yeah, who? <laughs> yeah, mix it up, and then the winner of that becomes cruiserweight champion. Uh, Buddy Murphy, he's kind of small. Um, no, it's too red. bad. Hey, it it is a tough time to be a. And I'm a fan of Oscar. Like I like Oscar plenty. I'm not 
I don't necessarily put all my eggs in her basket, right? For lack of a better term, but it is it's t- it's tough. It's tough to like really. You know, if this is for both the titles, they, uh, yeah. If this is for both the titles, they better be unifying the titles. Um, but if it's not, but then they got to be unifying every title. If then. it's not, then they're definitely setting up for all four horsewomen to be standing tall at the end of Mania. With Which I think is dumb because Charlotte and uh, because we've already saw that Photoshop picture because Charlotte and uh, Becky they have been at each other's throats for very long, since fucking August and for them for it to end with them hugging like I, I I'm not a big I don't fan think of it'll that. end with them hugging what I can see happening respect and then where does Ronda no go into no play? no no Ronda's not gonna be there Ronda so it's gonna be Becky's gonna win at Mania and she's gonna hold her title high Charlotte's gonna still be like well you know what I have this. And then you're going to hear Sasha and Sasha and Bailey come out to the ring and they're going to kind of stand between them and say, Hey, we have these, you know, like, let's remember who we are. And they're going to kind of look at each other, all hold up their belts together at one time. Ronda Rousey's just looking just like, then Oscar is going to come look. What's his name? Travis, uh, Travis Brown. He like picks up Ronda and just leaves, leaves the arena. That's true. Yeah. Oscar. So it's, Tough time to be an Oscar fan right now. They're burying Oscar. Let's move on to AJ Styles backstage. Hashtag justice for Oscar. Uh, AJ Styles backstage with uh, Sarah Schreiber. Um, AJ, he's honored to be in uh, Kurt Angle's last match on SmackDown. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that match. Don't worry, we'll get there. And right now, because we have AJ Styles versus Kurt Angle. Uh, this is uh, Kurt Angle, man. What this happened? This fucking on, sucked. What dude. happened to Kurt Angle in the last like three, four weeks? Like no, he, what happened to Kurt Angle in the last three to four years, dude? No, not three to four years. I would say last year. To, like, I don't know, man. Maybe a year or two, but he just can't like move at all. Again, it's a farewell tour, and I think people, you know, people are always always going to expect the best out of him. But then that's Kurt Angle of 2019 is not the Kurt Angle you remember. All right, people get old. People, you know, slow down. In Kurt Angle's case, he slows down considerably. And he had a broken freaking neck. I just, it was just super. I just thought it wasn't even, it was just super disappointing that we didn't even get at least like a seven minute like TV match out of these two. No, we had like a 30 second match. It was 30 seconds. It was a, well, no, like apparently it was like a minute. And then you get Randy Orton RKOing AJ Styles. And then you see so Kurt Angle, Angle loses. Angle loses. Yeah, That's Angle loses. And then Kurt Angle is just resting in the corner. And then he gives Randy Orton an Angle slam. So really. <clears throat> Excuse me. Really, you're making both competitors look bad, mm-hmm. and there was just no point into this. Like I, like I seriously thought Joe, like I seriously thought Joe Samoa Joe was going to answer the fray, and this was probably going to be a tag match. But that didn't even happen. It was just a Kurt Angle helping AJ Styles up, and I just thought this. Wow, what a what a waste. Yeah, I think it's funny how he's not, just like I, he's facing all the SmackDown guys on every show. And I hope, I mean, I hope they run it back, but I don't think there's not enough time. Uh, because he's facing Ramis, I think he's facing Ray Mysterio on, on Monday on, on Raw. Yeah. So is Kurt Angle really facing Samoa? Some, and honestly, I'm sorry, but Samoa Joe is probably going to interfere in that match too. And like, it's like, fuck, dude. Okay, is it me or is Ray Mysterio's son going to turn against him at Mania? I honestly think Dominic is going to turn against Ray at Mania. His father Eddie would be so proud. <laughs> no, I think it's going to somewhat refer to that storyline too. Like, I think no, you I, you tried to put my my uh, my life on the line in a match. I mean, like, hey, Dominic a, has been training at Lance Storm's uh, wrestling school. He's getting he promo take, time on TV. <laughs> he can take bumps. He's twenty one years. I mean, yeah, he's twenty one years old. It's just you know, yeah. like yeah, yeah, no, he's definitely gonna like he's definitely gonna run an angle with Joe. Um, they're running out of time, uh, so they probably do it at Mania. You're probably gonna get Dominic do something to Joe. I, he, no, I think he's turning on his dad. You, th- you really think? I think he's turning be- on his dad. And you think they're gonna have a match? Um, no, I think it's gonna be a situation kind of like he's gonna be in Joe's corner. He's gonna start like coming down to the ring with Samoa Joe as like his mentor. Um, you know, kind of, kind of being there for you know, just like. God, what am I thinking? I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of like. I think David Flair did that at one point where he turned on his dad. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he joined somebody. I don't know. I can't remember. It's been a long time. But yeah, he's definitely I fucked up my shoulder. <laughs> you hurt your shoulder. Yeah, I was reaching down. So I was reaching down for Corey's uh, iPod char- I, uh, iPhone charger. It was all the way into the ground, and then I'm uh, sitting on this very comfortable chair, reaching all the way. I don't think I dislocated it, but definitely I hope you didn't dislocate your shoulder reaching for a cord. Yeah. Uh, next, no, you up, hope I didn't, or you hope I didn't, didn't, oh, yeah. didn't, did, did not. 
Uh, let's go on. Let's move on, though. With the Miz, he comes out for an in-ring promo. Um, it was actually pretty good. I felt like a pretty good, passionate in-ring promo. He, um, I don't know how to feel about him as a babyface, though. This lo- okay, so do you want to describe what happened? Uh, so he comes out. He basically wants a Falls Count Anywhere match with Shane McMahon. Uh, Shane McMahon comes out to the... Not to Guardians the of the Independency and yeah. the Jobbers. It, well, Sanity, Epico, and uh, who else was there? Um, Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin, yeah. Um, yeah, and then Shane McMahon comes out behind everyone. Miz then tears through. Eventually, Shane starts saying, you know, the only Miz stake your father made was, you know, impregnating your mother, which, you know, I guess is a bad thing to say. And then he said, like, when I grabbed your father's face, it felt euphoric, which it got kind of, it got kind of erotic. Like, I bet you he got a chub, like, out of, like, describing that moment. He's like, yeah, squeeze your dad's face. His dad kind of, I mean, Miz's dad kind of looks like a chub. Mr. Miz? He's a bear. He's like a bear. You know, a bear? No. A hairy gay man? No, I'm talking about chub as in, like, a... Oh, a chubby, like a, like, not fully erect penis? Yes. But somewhat erect? Yeah. No, I got you. That's kind of a good way to describe (laughs) (laughs) The somewhat erect penis. The human chub. The human chub. The human chub, you see? Uh, somewhat erect penis when you wake up in the morning and you got to pee a little bit. It's like a, a tiny little tip. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, like I said, the Miz tears through the Guardians of the Independent scene, tears through Shelton Benjamin. I thought this sanity. was absolutely stupid. You thought it was stupid? I think Miz. I think the Miz taking out everybody like Miz that. Is not, is, Miz not is not strong. fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> He's not Braun fucking Strowman. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like this isn't, this is super not, I, I don't care like how much you want to put babyface Miz over all that stuff. In fact, I think just that, that, the, made that in, Benjamin in concept alone is... I'm I'm super ambivalent of no matter how good the Miz is at it, which I think he's actually doing an above average job. Right. But for him to like tear through security guards plus the heel. See, okay, I can see Epico. I can see Eric Young. It was so dumb. But Killian Dane. There was zero. I just thought it was Benjamin. Really, I couldn't buy it at all. Miz is not a badass. He is as much as he wants to be Johnny Cage. He's not Johnny Cage. He can't do the shadow uppercut. He can't decapitate head they can't do a decapitation uppercut three times i just there's reason. so many baby there's like him and kevin owens are the they're like so unbelievable as baby faces nah, kevin owens i sort i of still believe i can't it. i sort of believe I can't, it. I can't get behind it it's so he like, has that wreck it ralph chubby appeal to him where i just feel I like he's gonna turn at any moment i feel that's like he's the thing. Just, you can't trust him yeah you can't that's, the, that's what your problem is. yeah i i you know, he's hurt me before in the past. Yeah. In my first episode of NXT. It's, it's very, it's very I gave him, gave him hope. I said, oh, who is this guy? Kevin Owens. This is his first night. Oh, good match against, what was the CJ Parker? God, Kevin, Kevin, yeah, CJ Parker. Um, but then yeah, he Kevin turned Owens, talk about a guy who just, I mean, it's it's too bad because originally he was supposed to fight Brian for the title. But then, you know, Kofi Mania Kofi happened. Mania. Which I wouldn't. I, I I'm not saying that's it, it's the it's a it's a, it's a bad decision. But then like talk about a guy who he they have nothing for him right now. Yeah. It's because he was originally going to be on fast lane, but you know yeah whatever he's he, he might he he'll 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 end up in future programs. And Sami Zayn he his his comeback is incoming. Sami Zayn's coming back for Mania. He's probably going to come back like Andre the, the day after. No. I could see back. him coming back the day after. I He should come back the day after. Raw after Mania. I agree with you. He should. But he's going to come back during the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah. And he's going to get eliminated by Michael Col- Che. <laughs> Dude, I if Michael Che wins that. This is this is Drew Carey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This that's exactly what I thought. That's exactly again. what I thought. Yeah. You know, they're going to they're gonna fluke their way out of some eliminations. Mojo Raleigh will well, probably get themselves. eliminated by... You know, they're going to eliminate one or two people by accident, you know, by like trying to like duck, you know, clotheslines or something. Yeah. Um, you know, probably gender Mojo Rawley. Scarlett Johansson will probably get involved. Gronk will probably be there. Yeah. Because they were hinting at Gronk being there Monday night. They were seriously he's hinting. Freshly retired. You know. He's, he's got nothing else to do. And then especially Jinder Mahal coming out, they kind of, kind of were hinting at Boy, that. Boy, God. Yeah. I mean, who, I mean, today, eh, we'll probably have a prediction addiction show for this, but. Oh, well, I mean, that, Braun's yeah. winning that, right? He has to. Uh, yeah. Is he oh no, go, no. I think win, did he win? Did he ever win it previously? No. Okay. No. Who won it last year? Oh wait, who won it last year? No, he won the tag titles last year. He didn't win the Matt honor. Hardy. Matt Hardy won last no? year. Yeah, Matt Hardy won. Yes. Okay. What? Who won it the year before? Baron Corbin. And then before that, uh, Big Show. Big Show. Before, the year before that, Cesaro. Cesaro. And before that? God, Cesaro, man. Oh, 
Oh, he was the first one. Cesaro was the first winner, right? Cesaro was the first one. Yeah. Because they wanted that was when it actually meant something, that trophy. And then yeah. they gave it to Big Show. It was exciting. And then it they gave it to Big exciting. Show. I mean, Big Show is Big Show. Uh, next up, let's we'll go back to the SmackDown Live. Next up, the Iconics, they officially confirmed that they are in the fatal four-way for the Smack or the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. So good for them. You know? Hey, good for them making the card. Like, yeah. That must be like real cool. Pre-show. For them to it's not called as a pre-show. Pre-show. Oh, wait. How many matches do you think? <laughs> yeah, there's this, 15 matches. We've had this conversation There's a ton today. of matches. Every match they add feels like a threat at this point. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. No, no. Okay, I guess. You know it's going past 8 o'clock. It's definitely going past 8 o'clock. Of course. 8.30, 8.45. I'm, getting, I'm saying Pacific time. Uh, next up, we have the Tag Team Gauntlet match. We have the uh, the New Day versus a bunch of teams. We start off with the Good Brothers, uh, Carl Anderson and uh, Luke Gallows. They get eliminated pretty quickly with an up-up-down-down down to Carl Anderson. Like 48 seconds or something. Jesus Christ. Uh, Xavier gets the pin on Anderson. Kofi walking, watching backstage with Rey Mysterio and the Hardys and Becky Lynch. I thought this was cool because his like crowd kind of grew bigger and bigger as the New Day were fight or the New Day were wrestling. Um, the second team involved, Rusev and Nakamura. Uh, Shinsuke and Xavier start the match. Oh, man. Um, I hate Shinsuke's, uh, quote-unquote, the move, the bad vibrations or good vibrations. I just it's generally stupid. don't like Shinsuke anymore in, in general now because, like, I'm sure there's a, there's a, there's like a myriad of other examples, but talk about a fall from Grace year on. Like, yeah. from what he – think about it. Like, your Royal Rumble winner – Shinsuke Nakamura was fighting for the WWE Championship the year, uh, you know, at WrestleMania, and then he's he is relegated to being in a tag team with Rusev, who was also reasonably over the year prior. I feel bad more for Rusev because I think Rusev definitely wants to do more in wrestling, and I think Shinsuke is kind of coasting at this point. I think he's cool with coasting. He was in but New Japan, yeah, but then there's a lot more upward. For upward Rusev. swing for Rusev. Exactly. While Shinsuke, I think his, his, uh, his he time. lives in Florida with his family. He likes living in Florida with his family. He likes surfing, and so he's not. I don't think he's a. He's US not particularly good. demanding of an individual. Into he's, he's not, not a, asking much of from his career at this yeah. point. But Rusev, uh, he, I remember watching him. He uh, there was an episode of um, there was a show on TBS with uh with rap battles. There. Oh yeah, yeah. Rusev Lip- and Lana versus Mark Cuban. For some, the random. sound was off. I didn't hear what they were saying. But then I look at Rusev. <laughs> I look at Rusev, and he has a really good, legitimate presence to him in terms of just you know being a fun loving, fun lo- being a WWE superstar, and then like a lot of energy. Yeah, and I just charisma, think uniqueness. They just nerve don't and want to, and like I want like out of everybody, like I I would. Like Rusev should like, and there were multiple reports where there he was asking for his release, but they want to keep him mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Yeah, and it's just not happening, and it's it's starting to it's I can start I'm starting to see Rusev just like stay at this level now. Like yeah, there was how, a period of time, and how badass was he when he came out to Mania? And I think that was the point. The highlight I was the that's the highlight of his, of his entire career. The height of his career is. Um, when he came out to WrestleMania 31 in the tank, how um, big was that tank? Oh my god! I mean, it's a pretty big tank. I wish I, I wish I still had pictures. It was on my old iPhone, and I got rid of my old iPhone without transferring the. Yeah, so did no, you it was like my cloud? old computer and everything. Oh. That was before I even started using the cloud. It's unfortunate, but it's whatever, you know. Um, let's see. Let's continue. Uh, so Rusev uh, tossed into the steel stairs. Biggie um, uh, hits the side steps to a Kinshasa's. Or no, he. He did something. Sorry. I wrote my notes down wrong. Up, up, downtown to Shinsuke Nakamura. Xavier Woods gets the pin and the win. The third team, the bar, they come out to the ring. They isolate Big E. Uh, big swing to Big E. A hot tag to Xavier. Through the ropes, uh, DDT to Sheamus by Xavier Woods. Top rope leg drop to Cesaro. Sheamus breaks up the count. Big E catches Sheamus from a bro kick to give him a powerbomb. Roll up to Sheamus by Xavier Woods. After that, the bar beat down on the new day, get a table out, and the bar slammed Biggie through the table. Your fourth team of the night are the WWE SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions, the Usos. And I really thought this was like the coolest, one of the coolest parts. Seriously, um, it was awesome. Um, it actually had some continuity to it because if the consistency, yeah, they come out to the ring, 
It, they, I kind of thought it was funny because they're like, get him up, get him up, get him up. They, kind of like the, they were slowly walking as their fucking awesome music play, was playing. Yeah. You're just like, oh, wait. And, and I was, I immediately just thought like, no, methodical these, looking. These guys are going to, these guys are going to fall on the ground and just like, you know, do a finger poke of doom. I didn't think that they would do a finger poke of doom because that makes, I or they would just lay down. But then no, it was the, what they the did. The symbolism was, of a pin. What they them. did, what they did was actually way smarter. They, yeah, they came out to the ring. Uh, they said, you know, we've been, we've been through battles with you. The only one uh, that's supposed to go to battle for that WWE championship is Kofi Kingston. We so have, we, we forfeit the match. We have respect for you. And it, this made, this made the Usos look like absolute bad, like babyface badasses, you know, giving yeah. them their props and just like, considering their history with each other. And they say they forfeit, which got an enormous reaction. And so and then right afterwards, you get to see Daniel Bryan <laughs> break the shit being, out of that TV. Break the shit out of his TV. Because t- he broke the TV. Yeah, he, he, he I saw. Oh, yeah, he I totally saw a glitch. Did. Yeah, and then just him, just like running roughshod all over the locker room, and but uh, not again. Broken record here, but not enough can be said about how fucking awesome Daniel Bryan is to be this complete like foil to in this storyline. He talk about somebody who is having so much fun of what he's doing and yeah. knowing exactly what he's doing. Yeah. One hundred percent of the time, uh, Daniel Bryan he comes out. He's announced him and Rona announces the fifth team in this tag team gauntlet match. Um, they face off against Biggie and Xavier Woods. Biggie and Rowan, uh, or sorry, um, Biggie and Rowan fight. I'm confused. Sorry, I'm all over the. You place want to just now. go straight to the finish? It's fine. Uh, let's see. Finish of the match. Uh, New Day wins. No, New Day. Oh, come <laughs> on. No, I really like this. No, the finish is actually really cool because they were building up, and so they got. Biggie, he slams um, Eric Rowan Into outside outside of the table, and Biggie, they're trying to like get over the fact that he's like at half strength, but yet he uses all his might to lift the announcer's table, and the commentators the like they they sell it to a point where like that thing is five thousand pounds. What's Biggie doing? And like, that thing's like twenty is, pounds at max. Oh, first of all, why do you need a two thousand pound table in the first place? But yeah, yeah you guys so travel. You should three, they, rethink they, that. They lift that up. It looks great. It's and then Rowan is just stuck. Onto this table, they both uh, Biggie and Xavier Woods both go to the ring. Mike Kyoto or whoever the referee was, the, he he starts counting and they just build up to ten, Patrick. and everybody just loses their mind as soon as they reach the ten count. New Day win, Biggie and Xavier Woods win. And, Kofi's going to Mania. And Kofi Kingston is going to Mania, and I looked at the clock and it said nine. I mean not nine, like. Five, like I'm trying to think, fifty something, something, yeah, something fifty-seven. Let's say that six fifty-seven because it go. ends at. Yeah, I, I had a real East bad Coast brain fart for some reason. Yes, yeah, six fifty-seven. It's just like okay, the swerve's gonna happen again. One more tag team. It's like who else is there? So, but then Caleb Braxton um, interviews Vince McMahon as he's just about to go to the limousine. <laughs> and he says, yeah, he's going. I guess so. <laughs> Like, <laughs> so this is so throwaway. Like this is you're the biggest match, and then you're just gonna get put in another match because fuck it, you you're Vince McMahon, damn it. And so yeah, I think it's explicitly spelled out. Like there could definitely be like you know construction of what yeah like what Vince McMahon has been saying. Like oh one more time, uh, unless you'll be in WrestleMania if you do this one more time. But at this moment, at this certain bubble, Kofi Kingston going to Mania, New Day winning, um. I thought this was real, a legitimately great feel good moment. You got the locker room clearing, and I also there was, was kind of dumb. I I, didn't I like, really liked. I it. didn't like the locker room clearing part because everyone's just like the fans weren't going as crazy because I think we're tired I, of the gauntlet matches and tired. We were also waiting for someone like you said to come out and I, kind of spoil the but moment. I think I think it actually like it 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 solid it, like it solidified this feel good moment because every all the baby faces going and I really liked the subtle touch. Not subtle, but then I really like the touch of Becky Lynch leading that pack too. Oh, that was cool. Because yeah. you know you have your biggest baby face, are <coughs> excuse me, arguably in the entire company, and for her to go out there and support other baby faces, it elevates everybody, everyone involved Absolutely, as well. Yeah. And I thought that was really nice. Um, Mustafa Ali coming out was kind of hey. a, was a, was kind of a bad reminder. Of like, hey, he was. It's not his name anymore. Okay. Oh, oh, oh uh, Ali. Ali. Yeah, which that's dumb. It's um, dumb. but I thought it was good. Uh, sh- uh, well, Mustafa think- Ali came out like with like a huge jersey, the like, WrestleMania shirt. Like it was a giant like football jersey yeah. with like some giant oversized shorts too. Yeah. But like it's, 
But I, I also think that this should have happened in the in Kofi's gauntlet match, and the, the they should have swapped it. I feel like it would have been a lot more effective because like Kofi going to WrestleMania because of his friends doing the work for him. Yeah. No, I I, I, I felt that was kind of weird, and so it would have made like, more sense if it was Kofi himself. But hasn't it been like that a whole? Like it's been like that for a little while, and I think that there's. They might be setting up for a new day breakup. I hope not, but it seems like it. No, very much so. It like because there are he, methods of the storytelling where like a Big E was injured, um, but he also did a lot of the legwork, and then they you can open up that storyline argument like, well, you wouldn't have been in WrestleMania without us, yeah, and blah 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 blah, and um, yeah, it Kofi Kingston, uh, he he deserves it. Clap 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 clap. It's time for Kofi Kingston to shine. Yeah. And, Hashtag but, it's time to shine. But then you also think, like, what is Kofi Kingston going to do a year later? Uh, you got to think about that, too, because this thing never stops. You think he, he, he definitely won't be champion. Man, what if, though, he kept that for a year? Well, whatever. I mean, I mean, he would have some good matches. He's he's rather small. I don't see Vince keeping the title. But then I also think WWE. He doesn't have a lot of beef. But I think the WWE Championship isn't at the level as it once was because of the Universal Championship. So they. I mean, motherfucker, they gave it to Jinder Mahal. Well, like that's. Really, that is the biggest statement you could possibly give to that that title. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, AJ Styles kept it for almost a year. That that, That was for some reason. That mattered a lot for some reason. But it's it's a mid card title. But to, to a point where, like, giving it to Kofi Kingston isn't the most, like, out-of-the-box idea. They should do it. And I bet you Daniel Bryan is super into it as well. But Who was you it think- that, like, went off on Twitter about it? What? There was some old You're wrestler. telling me somebody went off on no, Twitter it, it, about it, a wrestling it, angle? It, it, <laughs> uh, it was, like, an older wrestler. He went off. He was like, oh, Probably Jim Cornette. 185 pound. Uh, champion whatever, what what is man, this whatever. Uh, it's it's um we'll see we'll see next week it's the go home it's, these are the go home weeks also so we're creeping up on mania creeping we're on the road the, i see the exit it's right the, there no that we're just getting into the car WrestleMania. Our second wrestlemania under the second WrestleMania. city wrestling radio and, uh, we got some stuff uh, we're gonna announce soon for city wrestling radio yeah, we we got stuff. We got stuff planned. Got stuff, and if you if you live in San Francisco, you'll hopefully be able to join us for these for this stuff. Yeah, but guys, stay tuned to City Wrestling Radio at CW Four and Five Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, SoundCloud.com/slash City Wrestling Radio. I think that's all we got for you today. I think we'll see you see you tomorrow, or no, we'll see you Friday for the B Show. Um, have a great day. Have a good Thursday, and ha- enjoy your dinner because this was a long episode. You're finally, you know, yesterday I was talking all by myself for too long, and I'm glad to have you back in studio, Michael. Oh, yeah, no, it's good to be back. All right, have a good night, guys. Take care, and see you next time. Bye.